1: This idea that libraries are obsessed with getting material back and it becomes like a dogged pursuit of it. Seinfeld had a very famous episode as well with Lieutenant Bookman, the Library cop. And I think that's what people think that is going to happen, that someday there's going to be a knock on their door and it'll it'll be a library cop coming for their their book, but that's that's really not going to happen.
2: I don't know if it's because I watched too much Seinfeld growing up, but this has actually been a pretty big concern for me. I'm so nervous that I'll forget to bring something back to the library that a lot of the time I just go to the used bookstore sale bin instead.
3: I have to tell you, first of all, Lieutenant Bookman in that Seinfeld episode, that was one of my favorites. Let me tell you something, Joy Boy. (laughs) But maybe, Lauren, maybe you shouldn't be so nervous. I mean, just take the headline we're looking into today. After nearly 120 years, James Clerk Maxwell's *An elementary treatise on electricity finally made its way back to the new Bedford Free Library in Massachusetts just this year. And whoever checked it out, didn't even have to pay the $2,000 in late fees they racked up. I'm guessing that's because they're dead.
2: Yeah, that's probably a good guess. And I definitely don't plan on keeping any books checked out that long. And, you know, if I checked out a book from the Edmonton Public Library in Canada, where our guest this week is from, I wouldn't have to pay late fees at all because they don't have them. Caroline Land also co-hosts the Overdue Fines podcast.
3: That's Lauren Barry, one of our producers. I'm your host, Mike Rogers, and this is Something Offbeat. What was your first thought when you heard this story?
1: When I heard this story, my first thought was, ah, uh, yes. The overdue book story, uh, because it does come up fairly regularly. Because I think it's an interesting piece of the past that kind of gets uncovered in the modern day. But also, I think there's a little bit of uh, people get to feel a little good about themselves that they don't have a library book that's 100 years old hiding out in their house. So they get to explore that excitement and uh, also feel, feel good about themselves at the same time.
3: Edmonton's a pretty big city. I think the library there is probably representative of most big city libraries. What percentage of the items that are checked out come back late?
1: not a lot. We knew that overdue fees when we still had them were not A large part of our our budget. And so uh, material does come back on time. And there are the things that are a couple days late, we know that, you know, people, especially now they've had things in the last couple years, going to the library, returning the books may not have been the number one focus in someone's life. But having the fees was a potential barrier to using the library. And so being able to return it within a couple days, get that grace was something that made a lot of sense for us then there's the stuff that's lost it's not coming back you're not sure where it is maybe you left it at the bus stop or something happened to it that happens but not a large percentage i would say of our circulation
3: These cases do pop up though, Lauren, and not just in Massachusetts. Just this year, there was a report out of Oregon that a book was returned after 45 years and another out of California after 96 years.
2: And according to Reader's Digest, President George Washington is even in the never returned a book club. In 2010, the Mount Vernon estate finally gave back The Law of Nations, a book that the former president checked out from the New York Society Library 221 years prior.
3: So Caroline, what's the longest amount of time in your experience that it's taken for someone to return a book?
2: I
1: was thinking and for me I I think it would be about 5 years. So I'm not seeing the ones that are in the decades. There was one just outside the city here in St. Albert that had, it was a Lucy Maud Montgomery book. So you can't get much more uh, Canadian than Anne of Green Gables, but it was 38 years. So in that, when that what, happened, what, what was the excuse? Uh, it, it just gets uh, tucked away. It gets put on a shelf, you know, is it? it so easy for it to happen when um, you have people taking out books from the library, gets mixed in with your stuff at home, it gets packed away, you move, something slides under a couch and, you know, next thing you know, it's 40 years later.
3: I was going to ask you, I guess it probably does fall into th- three different categories, it's forgetfulness, something getting lost, and and then I guess occasionally actual theft, Right.
1: Yeah, and I like to think that it's more forgetfulness. We also know, too, that sometimes there can be kind of like a shame spiral, that once something is either late or lost, that people become embarrassed about it. And then their approach to dealing with it is just not dealing with it and so they avoid using the library which is absolutely what we do not want we want people here using the library even if they've misplaced a book or it's gone lost so I always tell people come in and talk to us we want you here we want you using the library and if you find it bring it back but yeah it's so easy for something to get misplaced put in your papers or work I know that some of the the older books that have been We'll be right back. the cat sat on the discovered have been in people's you know, papers. And as maybe a next generation, a child or grandchild is clearing out someone's house, they come across something. And that's that's how some of them have been returned, for sure.
3: That's an awesome description, by the way, the shame spiral. I'd never heard yeah. that one.
1: Yeah, it just kind of snowballs. And this idea that you've done something wrong, or that you, you've harmed the library, you're embarrassed about it. And then you just Kind of avoid it and uh it's really too bad because we as we say we want people using the library
3: all right lauren let's dig into that shame spiral a little bit oh no i'm gonna start okay although it wasn't a library but similar i was checking out a tape once at blockbuster Are you old enough to remember Blockbuster Video?
2: I am, and Hollywood Video, and I actually still have a DVD from Hollywood Video. Don't tell them.
3: (laughs) Old school. I like it. (laughs) Thing was, though, Blockbuster wouldn't let me rent a movie because they said I had a movie still out that was two weeks overdue, and The Girl at the Counter, by the way, made it a point to let everyone in line behind me know about it. Of course, I got the last laugh because I'm still around. Look at Blockbuster. What about you? You you said you were nervous about bringing library books back late. Is that anxiety tied to some incident in your past?
2: Well, I'm sure that I've brought back library books late, and I know that I've brought VHS tapes back to Blockbuster late. But the most shameful library experience I've had is actually about returning a book. In college, a bunch of my friends and I were making cocktails, and in the process, I got a you know, a bit of gin on my copy of The Great Gatsby. I don't know why I had it laying out while we were making cocktails, but I did. So that was really embarrassing to return because it still smelled like it. Um, But I guess it kind of fits the tone of the book.
3: You know, it's interesting because I too have some stories involving gin, but they're a lot scarier than spilling some on a book.
2: (laughs) Well, I got to hear some of those sometime.
3: And it's not just things not being returned. Sometimes they are returned, but they're in really bad shape. Have you ever seen that? The, the kind of disfigured, torn up books?
1: For sure, that I might even be more common than than the lost items, especially the... <sighs> We see water damage. We see stains. I myself have been guilty of an ink explosion in my purse with a pen. And there was a library book. So I, you know, I was paying for that one. Things happen. We know this. Uh, A colleague also had one that sounds made up, but she said that it was a a book called Dog Training 101, and it came back absolutely eaten up by a dog.
3: Now, that's not exactly a great advertisement for that book.
1: Yeah. exactly so there's your review on that book I guess but we see a lot of things recently I was working with a book that uh, when it was on the shelf everything looked fine but then when you opened it all of the binding had come loose so the pages were just stuck there was nothing connecting them and so you know you look at the book you assess the condition and if the item has had a good life of service you can uh, retire it and replace as needed.
3: You mentioned the fines. Edmonton no longer charges fines. Is that the norm for big city libraries these days? Have most of them dropped the fines?
1: It's becoming that way. There are dozens now um, across Canada and North America that have really seriously changed how we approach this, recognizing that the fines were not necessarily an incentive to returning items on time and actually providing a barrier to people who couldn't afford or had their library access blocked because of those fines or or fees. I think that our messaging here, we let people know returning items on time is still the expectation because someone else is waiting for it. Someone else would like to read this book or take out this movie, and what they can do to help that is bring it back on time.
2: You guys are on the topic of fines. Quick trivia question for you, Mike. What's the longest recorded library late fee paid?
3: Okay, I'm going to be honest with you here. I have not looked ahead. I do not know the answer to this. and I'm going to guess what three four thousand dollars.
2: Ooh, that's actually a little bit more. I was surprised by the answer too. So, per Guinness World Records, in 2003, a woman in Kiwanee, Illinois, paid three hundred and forty five dollars for a book her late mother checked out in 1955.
3: That's all? $345?
2: Yeah, not that bad. I shouldn't be scared.
3: And and I suppose in a library, it's not just, you know, if a book doesn't come back, it may not necessarily be one that you can just, oh, we'll just go out and buy another copy. I mean, this might be something that's part of a collection. It might be something rare, very valuable.
1: It could be. Uh, Also with books, things go out of print very quickly. And so as much as we like to think that everything is available, and if you're looking at, say, a series of books, it's not great if you can't reacquire book number three in a 10 book series. So we want to have the collections intact. We want to have the items coming back and being used by people in the library.
3: Tell me about overdue fines.
1: Overdue Fines is the name of the podcast at the Edmonton Public Library. We joked that we would need to change the name because since we started it, the Edmonton Public Library no longer charges overdue fines or fees, but we've kept the name anyway because it is something that's so closely associated with libraries. And on our show, we talk about all kinds of material and things you can borrow from the library, pop culture stories, and this would be something that we would talk about on the show
3: so final question this uh, story out of massachusetts if someone came into the edmonton library and returned a book to you that was 119 years overdue what would your reaction be what would you say to them
1: wow that i would start with wow and then i would have a few questions about where it's been all these years
3: I'm Mike Rogers. Thanks for listening to Something Off Beats. This episode written and produced by Lauren Barry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Myron Kaplan. Original music by Myron Kaplan. And editorial support from Cooper Mall. And to keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or spotify apple wherever you get your podcasts and hey let us know if you've got your own offbeat story that you think we should cover send it to us at something offbeat at odyssey that's a-u-d-a-c-y dot